Welcome back to Keep Idaho Red with our next guest. Uh, we're excited to have joining us on the show today, Senator David Lent. Uh, Dave serves in District 33. Um, you're in your third term as the senator there, Senator Lent. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks, Tom. It's uh, it's a pleasure to be here with you and talk for a few minutes. Appreciate it. And you're the chairman of the Senate Education Committee, and there's a lot of stuff going on in the legislature this year when it comes to education. And um, we're a little over halfway through the session. I'm assuming maybe even a little bit more than that, and I, I guess you're hoping we are. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. uh, but when we started the session, there was a lot of talk about things like property tax, uh, school choice, um, uh, a, a number of, of issues. Um, the governor had uh, has introduced a, a program that is called Launch to help kids uh, once they get a high school diploma to um, launch into um, you know what's next in their life in, in pursuing a career. Um, another number of those things have been before your committee. And um, so let's talk about those. And I know I want to start with property tax. I know, uh, Senator Lent, that you worked throughout the, you know, between the two legislative sessions in uh, with a group of people to identify at least one area where we could uh, hopefully taxpayers would find some property tax relief. Um, Give us an update on where we're at with with that effort and kind of kind of what that what your um what that bill focused on i'd be glad to so uh that bill really had to do there was uh, uh representative monks and myself both co-chaired that committee we met five times during the summer three of them we came to boise and we really during that period tried to, to understand the history of school facilities and uh, as we looked into it and, and, you know, really studied, we discovered that that's an issue that's probably 30 years old in our state as far as how we fund, you know, maintenance operations and new construction. Uh, lots of issues there. Um, we researched and covered the Supreme Court. I believe they had five rulings on it. The, the, the last ruling really was to the point said that uh, they they said it's the state legislature's responsibility to adequately fund education, which included facilities, and uh, that what the way we were currently doing it as of today in Idaho, we have too much reliance on local property taxes in the equation of how those facilities, and you see this in bonds and levies primarily, and we've seen, of course, over the last 10, 15 years, a significant increase not only in the number but uh, we see with escalation of prices, uh, the, the costs here in the Boise Valley, I think I just saw West Ada West at 500 million. So we, we see that's certainly different than it was, you know, 10, 15 years ago. The purpose of that uh, was to see if there wasn't a way we could address that property tax issue and, and kind of uh, answer the question from the Idaho Supreme Court. Uh, what we did is we looked at a number of issues, but the one we kind of settled on was the state endowment land. So the state has 2.5 million acres that they are set aside specifically by our Constitution, that the revenues, that's grazing, mining, forestry, that revenue, uh, which incidentally last year was $61 million, goes into public education. So what we decided to do was... Uh, put together some legislation that would redirect that money just from the general fund in education to specifically be used for facilities. We felt that's more of a legacy type tie. 
uh, our legacy lands to facilities, something more than just projects that would come up in, in districts. Of course, the idea there is you, we would want to try to make the districts whole uh, because we're shifting $61 million there. And so the bill did have money to do that as well. Uh, out of various sources, we could draw that. That's a that's a JFAC kind of discussion there. Uh, it went well. Uh, lots of support got to uh, my committee yesterday, and some folks uh, weren't quite as uh, enamored with it, I guess, as I, <laughs> as I have been. And uh, it, it was voted down in, in committee. So uh, that's the end of it. Uh, I have been working on a couple of issues, one specifically with the lieutenant governor. We've got a, something we're brewing that uh, may be a plan B uh, that builds more on what, what's called plant uh, bond. It's actually bond levy equalization that yes. we may be expanding that. So those who might be familiar with that. And it's kind of an equity base based on a community's ability to pay the state participates in and this. But certainly i'd say tom this is an issue that's not going away right we we do need to figure out how to help especially our mid and small size districts because every day they're just getting further and further behind and 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 senator just just real quick the the bottom line with the bill that you presented i suspect the one that you're working on with the lieutenant governor would have reduced local property taxes that that's that's the goal and effort and apparently um, there's more work to do, in the, and obviously there will be, but uh, that's what, at the end of the day, that's what the taxpayers are looking for, and and uh, and and what education is looking for is a, a stable source of uh, of revenue in order to meet the needs of facilities, not only to build them but to maintain them. Exactly, and when you when you tie that with our population growth and the projected number of new school facilities we're going to need in the next six to seven years, along with this eight hundred plus million dollar of of backlog of deferred maintenance, we're we're coming up to a cliff at some point here, and we're just trying to to make some effort to uh, address it. Um, Senator, let, let's shift gears a bit because you did mention decisions that are made at the local level, and you know West Ada is. You know, I think the headline was their their uh, elected school board chose to go forward with um, a five hundred million dollar bond, and in the fact that those kinds of decisions are made at the local level by locally elected school board members, you and I are both former school board members, and um, we were talking before we um, jumped on the show here about the fact that when you come in as a newly elected school board member. There are so many things to learn and so many things that are done different in education. And one thing specifically, I remember I was a businessman, had built a business, and I assumed I would come in and look at financial information that would be very easy to understand with my background. But that just wasn't the case. I think you're, you could probably say, tell similar stories, but talk about um, a, a bill that is, that, that is uh, being considered that would help address those issues of helping school board members be uh, successful and and, and, uh, and and perhaps get the kind of training that would be helpful so they could hit the ground running. Absolutely. So uh, part of my former life, I was uh, director of training in corporate setting, and we did the management leadership training stuff. And, and then as a school board member, when I started to realize the complexity and the, the sheer amount of different subjects and expertise required, I would... It, it, it caused me to stop and think, 
why are we not doing a better job of preparing our school boards to answer and to make these kind of decisions? So I have a bill coming through that will expand uh, on uh, school board training. It will have some required training for, I believe it's in the first three months. And then it goes on from there as some other. It's really built, as, as most of us would realize, the complexity of being a school board member has become somewhat significantly different in the last few years. So we have to do a better job. I'm, I'm convinced that as I look around the state and I see school districts that are doing a great job knocking it out of the park, I also see very well-prepared school boards yeah. who understand who understand their role and how to work with their superintendent. Uh, that is almost case by case when you look at successful districts. So we think it's a great investment, and uh, Superintendent uh, Critchfield has agreed that, to put more money with that as an investment. If, if we're really going to change uh, the, the direction of education in Idaho, uh, we've relied heavily on teachers. But in reality, it's those executives at that level making the decisions that set the culture. And so that's really where you're going to see some emphasis in the, in the future and, is and, on, on school boards. Yeah, and if we understand that some of the most important decisions – that affect uh, a family or an individual um, immediately are those decisions made at school boards, city councils, those things that happen at that local local level. So, uh, it, you know, it sounds like an, a, an opportunity and really a program that has been, it's long overdue and, and is going to pay huge dividends. We'll be interested to see how that plays out, and we'll, we'll visit with you more about that uh, maybe as we get closer to the end of the session. One other thing, uh, Senator, we got a few minutes left here. Talk about you, you, as long as I've known you, and I, I knew you when you were school board member, I was state superintendent, now here you are chair of the Senate Education Committee, but uh, career exploration and career preparation has been something that you have always focused on. You've got uh, another piece of legislation that is going to help expand career exploration into earlier grades. Uh, tell us more about that. Well, it's really a simple concept of vertical alignment. And what that means is we need to do a better job in our middle schools of of helping students explore their interests so that they can bring relevance to their high school years and then provide them that entry level into a a, uh, livable, family livable wage. We know that high school graduation now basically is a ticket to poverty. And we also hear our, our employers saying, hey, I need something more than high school, but not necessarily a four-year degree. That's what used to be our middle class. So the jobs that are being displaced by robotics and AI, it's not that the jobs are going away. It's that they're changing in their skill set. So, for instance, you go to Walmart or McDonald's, you know, those people who were there, there, there are now new jobs that help, uh, um, uh, I guess you would say, set up those machines, maintain those machines, uh, write the code that operates those machines. That whole segment of our labor force that deals with electronics, so to speak, the digital process control, it's it's estimated there's over 500,000 jobs empty right now because we don't have the skilled workforce to go there. So when we talk about what are we doing? It, you know, I love to ask the question, what's the purpose of education? Well, certainly one is to help people get a livable wage. And knowing that two-thirds of our population will not graduate from college, 
we can do a better job. If, if we're going to have effective and efficient use of our tax dollars, it means we have an effective and efficient education system that provides a living wage for at least uh, the majority of our residents in the state. So, so when we talk about uh, expanding opportunities in high school, this bill is going to help create a larger pool of kids coming into high school that see relevance to the the things that are being offered in high school, the opportunities to explore careers and stuff. If if kids see relevance to what they're learning, rigor will take care of itself. But if they don't see uh, relevance, it's very difficult to get kids to perform at their highest levels. Oh, yeah, and you're exactly right. We all know that if you can get a kid turned on to something they're interested in, they're effort output significantly changes their engagement level changes that's we just know that so that's really what we're trying to do rather than just assume every kid's going to go to college and we put them on a college track and wonder why they're so disillusioned and can't wait to get out of high school and the times come for us to wake up and say no there really is a better way to do this a more effective way to use tax dollars in education well senator lent chairman of senate education committee that's a great way to wrap up this interview there's a lot more to talk about and catch up on as as the legislature continues its work and moves towards adjournment so we'll have you back to discuss the things that are happening in your committee you also serve on jfac which is another important committee and we have a lot more to uh, visit with you about that so we'll have you back soon but uh, senator lent thank you for being on keep idaho red radio Thanks, Tom. It's a pleasure. All right, and folks, we'll see you next week here on Keep Idaho Red Radio.